Hey, are you looking to experience something new? I am. Been fantasizing about surprising your partner with an adventurous new toy or inspiring adult movie? Always. Well, here's an offer that'll make it even easier to make your dreams come true. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. Oh, but that's not all. Oh, no. When you select that one item for 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free extra gift. So secret, even I don't know what it is. Ha! And to top it all off, and this is my favorite, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. I know, right? Free shipping. So all you've got to do is type in offer code SEXNERD at checkout. Get that dirty mind of yours to adamandeve.com today for this special offer. 50% off one item, three free DVDs, a free extra secret gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code SEXNERD at adamandeve.com. That's S-E-X-N-E-R-D. Ah, give in to temptation, you guys. adamandeve.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, sex nerd. Welcome. Sandra here. Uh, I am. I have a lot of things to tell you, and I'm going to try and get through it fast because I just recorded an intro, and it was 12 minutes long. And like, that's unacceptable. You don't need to hear me talk alone for that long if I'm not teaching you how to finger someone's butt or similar. Uh, so, um, where do I even begin? It's it's autumn right now. It is it is. Halloween time. And unlike all the years prior in my life, uh, when it came to Halloween, which has always been a very sexy time for me, a very um, flirty, explore my darker side, dress up and run around the city time. um, It's been a very reflective season for me. It's been it's been a it's been a year. And I thought, what better thing to do for Halloween, but release this episode. This is such an important episode to me because I interview Megan Andiu, who is a brilliant, wonderful, hilarious, quirky, morbid, uh, just charm ball. And she's been on the show before and she's going through something uh, quite challenging. Uh, She's experiencing mild neural impairment. I forget what she says, but we talk about it during the episode. Uh, So I edited this episode a ton. There are a lot of pauses. So when you listen to this, don't don't think about the pauses, but know that if you think to yourself, oh, she's not too bad, there were a lot of long pauses where she was trying to get a handle on words. Megan is, uh, yeah, she stepped back from a lot of her sex ed work. She's a sexologist. She, she's run a center. She's done all kinds of wonderful things for uh, sex positivity. And now she's going through uh, some tough times as a sex nerd and a death nerd. She's going through... Uh, some stuff around sex and death. So why not talk about it right on a podcast? Uh, So that's going to happen. A few things. We are going to be whispering, especially me. I'm going to be talking very gently because it can be overstimulating to her. So if you have ASMR where it makes you tingly when you hear whispering, like Bob Ross, the the, the painter on public access, know that you might get that. Some people might love that. Others might not be able to handle it. Um, but I was getting it from my own voice. So I just want to let you know, um, Megan's allowed to talk as loud as she wants because, uh, it doesn't bother her, but I'm trying to not make her nauseous. So there's that. Um, and, uh, watch out with your earbuds because, uh, we talk far away from the mics for the first 30 seconds and immediately start talking into the mic. So just be aware of volume. Don't hurt your ears. 
Um, but that's that. Uh, events. Look, I have a special on Fusion TV this week, and uh, it will be playing uh, several, several, several times. It's called Search for Sexy, and it, I'm the host. I was involved in the production, and I interviewed a bunch of researchers. I basically am doing the podcast on TV, and I get to see what people who edit it down, what they can do with it. And so it's been a wonderful project to do. And Fusion TV is wonderful. Check them out. Follow them on Instagram. Follow their blog. They're doing amazing activism and sex-positive work. Um, They're a joint venture of Univision and ABC. So it's like, oop, they are the big bosses. So I'm honored. And the more more that you want me... creating sex positive work in the world with the support of uh, studios and producers and things. Um, The way you can help with that and the way the world works is you just need to be vocal and write and tweet at uh, the people who might be able to um, do more for us uh, in in the movement around um, sex ed and sex positivity. So tweet at Fusion. Let them know if you like the show. Do you have Fusion TV on your television? Do you have a television? Do you have a computer? Well, guess what? Next week, the special will be available online and I will be posting it around. So uh, keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, I'd love to know what you think. Good, bad, the ugly. I, I want all the feedback because I'd like to make more of these. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, and I really want to know more about how to tap into how to make ourselves more attractive. I think that's a really underutilized skill set. We just assume that people are just attractive or not. But the truth is, a lot of that is created. So why not empower ourselves? And that's what the whole special is about. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, also, if you're in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Academy of Sex Ed is having an open relationship intensive workshop with Tristan Termino. It's called Opening Up, just like her book. And it is um, mid-November. Go to laacademyofsex.com. Proceeds will be donated to Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit and organization and they they're wonderful so it's all around a success because the vip bag is filled with deluxe vibrators so you get your money back in the bag that you get okay i've been talking for five and a half minutes so see this is better it's not 12 minutes this time oh my goodness sex and things what else i'm still working on the online workshops i would like to do a beta test next week so within the next seven days um Really, it's okay if like five people sign in because I just want to test the technology of it and and get up to speed because this is something I believe in and this is something I need to do for myself and for you and and to have to create affordable access to uh, sexual pleasure and sex positive um, work that I do. I want to do this. So stay tuned. Facebook, Twitter, maybe even on my calendar on my website. You never know when I actually update that. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, and thank you for being awesome uh, and staying with the show. I just, I got kind of emotional listening to this episode. I, I won't, I won't uh, hold out on you with that truth. It was, um, I don't know. I just really love and appreciate the people in my life. You know, it's, there's something amazing that happens in adulthood when, especially not choosing to have children, there's something about the family we make with the people we choose in our lives and we seek out and, and draw into our lives. And so, um, you know, to me, Megan and to you is part of my extended, 
uh, chosen family. So um, this is really special to have created this. So thank you for listening and uh, go team fun. Hey. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. We're different. Okay. We're better. <laughs> <laughs> Any boundaries? Things you don't want to talk about? Mm. Any nerves? Things? No, I think the whole thing is a nervous topic for me. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Is it a vulnerability thing? Yeah. Being uh, yeah. Being seen, talking, getting it wrong. Like, what happens a year from now if... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right now, though, can you hold up the mic? Are you comfortable holding a mic? Yes, like this. Uh, yeah, so treat it like a... Like a dick? Treat it like a right. dick. Right. I know, but I have lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> and normally that's part of the charm, but... <laughs> like this? But then doesn't the dick taste like lipstick? No. No. I make sure I get lipstick that I like the taste of, or that's okay. Not her awful to taste. That's some femme stuff I do not understand. But thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should give a lipstick-covered blowjob <laughs> at some point in my life. <laughs> uh, I think I tried once. Didn't go well. Gross. Gross. Gross lipstick, lipstick in your mouth. Lipstick. Like, you don't think that when you put... Oh, you don't wear lipstick. No, I, I will wear, the, wear it for shows or, like, video sometimes. Yep, and it always gets in your mouth anyway. It's just littler amounts. Not the way I put it on. You did. It does. Maybe I miss the inside part I'm supposed to. Like, how... No, no, no. It gets in your mouth. Do you powder your lips after? No. Okay, so you just have lipstick all over the place mm-hmm. during blowjobs. Yes. Thank you for that information. <laughs> Thank you for that visual. I've never... Wow. I've never talked to somebody about that. I just don't think about it. Anyway. That's why some people, though, do the color stay stuff. Right, but then you have stained lips. That's kind of sexy the second day. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it, it kind of comes off like you drink a cheap wine or something. Like, it looks mm-hmm. funny. I don't know. Some of them, some of them do, but the, there's a Revlon that perfectly stains your lips for the second day wear. Huh? I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Why would I? Why would I look into that? Why would I do that? <laughs> Just a long day of BJ's. Ah, <laughs> oh, so sound check wise, mm-hmm. um, like, just aim. So the meatus directly at your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and if I do this, it means speak a little louder. Okay. Or if I do this, it's adjust where your mic is. Okay. I, I will do pantomime so I don't break the flow. Okay. How's your brain? It's okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it feels weird to podcast right now. I know. I've been here for like four days now. It's gone by quick for me. Me too. It seemed like we had so much time. I know. 
And we didn't do half of the things. Really? We didn't do makeup. We didn't do makeup. We did do dresses. Mm-hmm. We tried on dresses. Yeah. We learned that I don't like dresses you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we found a couple. Yeah, you look good in those. Thank you. Those are, those are awesome. I appreciate them. I still like the Charlie Brown dress on you the best. The zig It's not the best, but the... Oh, the Charlie Brown dress. I really like that Charlie Brown dress. Um, there is not a... <laughs> if I were the fittest, tightest version of myself, I wouldn't wear that dress. I don't think. Hmm. Maybe I would. Oh my, I mean, because sometimes I don't do laundry and then it's there. <laughs> I have to go. I'd wear that dress, I guess. It's it's cool. It's cool. If you made it into like a cool jacket, I'd wear it. Oh, yeah. I had the matching jacket. <gasps> you had a matching jacket. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, Megan and you, we have been friends for several years now. We have. Yeah. It's been wonderful. I love it. It gets better. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just one of those, you're one of those people. The first recording we did, you launched into penile injury. Yes, you put the microphone down on the point. Oh my goodness. Um, so, yeah, and I was like, oh, we need to be friends really fast. But uh, we live so far away from each other. Yes. And we're busy people. So luckily you have brain damage now <laughs> and we can hang out. I know. It makes life so much easier. <laughs> oh God. Oh jeez. Um, it, it feels, it feels weird to ask you to like talk into a microphone about what's going on with you. Mm. And we don't have to get like, I have specific things I want to talk to you about. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you don't have to answer any things that feel kind of weird, you know? Um, Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Mm. Yeah. Consent. Mm-hmm. You know? It's important. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in podcasts. And we can pause at any time to go stuff. Okay. Just tell me to talk slower or pause. Totally fine. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> oh my goodness. I'm so excited. <laughs> So, I know you technically don't have a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I want to get it out of the way. Doctors don't know why this is happening to you. Right. But you called it primary progressive aphasia? Is one theory. Uh-huh. Um, early, I always say it wrong, Alzheimer's has been thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me just dementia. Dementia. That's kind of an umbrella term, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mild cognitive impairment, mm-hmm. which is the nicer version of dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then frontal temporal lobe disorder. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dementia? I don't know. One of FTD. They call it FTD. (laughs) Go with it. And when you told me, we Skyped, and you said there was something important that you needed to tell me. 
Yeah. And you were already pausing a lot. You told me that this would eventually kill you. Yep. And I just, I didn't, I mean, I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me like you were getting, like you were breaking up with someone or like you were moving or like. Yeah, there's not really a guideline on how to tell friends. Because I remember when I called you, uh-huh. there was the, do I tell her? Do I not? And then you were like, oh, is this, is this going to be serious? Should I sit down? I'm like, kind of, prob- probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting and it was, it was good that I was sitting. Um, now I, it took a while after I got off the phone, cause we talked for a good 45 minutes yeah. before you told me, I think, I feel like, I don't know. Or I might conflating that. It may, I may be conflating that with something else. Maybe I've been told a lot of bad news lately. I'm not sure. I think you had a bad news week that week. Oh was, yeah. My uncle died. Mm-hmm. Someone was going to jail. Yes. It was <laughs> a bad dying. news week. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was rough, rough summer a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I love you so much and I think you're marvelous and you've contributed priceless information and laughs to this podcast. You know, at the Boston live show. That was so much fun. Oh, marvelous seeing mm. you in your element or kind of, you were uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause you're not teaching. Yes. So, but you were wonderful. And then the orgasms for everyone. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. And learned that you can have an orgasm when you hear a camera click. Is that correct? Or people cleaning. Or people cleaning. (gasps) So funny. (laughs) Um, And now you're, and you were already fascinatingly going on a transition in your, in your work life. Mm -hmm. Symptoms began to emerge about 10 months ago beginning of this year last October last year this time so about a year yep and before that you were planning to transition to start taking all your sex knowledge and bringing that into the dying process yes sexuality at end of life right yes Uh, after cancer diagnosis or sexuality in um nursing homes, hospice, that, those, those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, oh my God, you were just bright eyed about it. Still. Yeah. I was on the website last two nights ago thinking maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I could still Uh get a, be a doula, end of life doula. End of life doula. Mm. That's right. Yes. Oh man, that's so Because the way we talk about sex mm-hmm. is very similar, to, actually a little better than how we <laughs> talk about death. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of intersection. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Caitlin Doty, I talked to her, the sex and death episode. Yeah. About it, the, some of those intersections. Well, you're, you're talking more about when you're dying yes. sexuality. Yeah. And then here you are dying. And, or at least my brain. Yeah. 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 Like 
yeah, you're so strong. Like, it's funny because you're like, oh, wait, there's a beeping. Is that? It's done. Oh, okay. Laundry. Ooh, ooh. Verizon, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right. And so, yeah, I, for me, because you were, you were a bit dramatic when you told me, I mean, it's all legit, but like, because, but I'm like, oh my God, she's, I mean, it will be, it would be a slow process, yes. but still what's happening is, and you've talked about it, like you're, there's something bad happening to your brain and you feel like it's going away. Like, yes. And you're still very much here to me. Just, I've got to talk slower mm-hmm. and make less noise. <laughs> and deal with the outbursts. The outbursts, because you get overstimulated and can have feelings, big feelings, yes. um, kind of out of nowhere. Yes. Um, small triggers. Um, but those aren't a big deal, really, to me. You know, to a wasp, they are. To a wasp, they are. Yeah. Yes. And luckily, I am a <laughs> raised by. Not wasps in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. So I know you sent me a grieving book, a book all about dealing with it. And I really greatly appreciate it. The very first page was about anticipatory grief, which is what I've been dealing with. It's a new experience with you. Like grieving before someone is gone. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, do you feel like are you, do you feel like you're fighting? Do you have hope? Or are you? I think I'm still angry and confused. Yeah, I don't think I'm. It's a mix. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a flood of emotion, and then another one kicks in, and then at some point so you're just like, "Fuck it, I <laughs> want to deal." With, I just want to. Go on Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And stepping away from your center. was huge. Yeah. Is huge. Is hard. And hard. Yeah. Here in Rhode Island, it's the center for sexual pleasure and health. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of great educators and interns and a staff and... I've taken over. Yeah. Yeah. And... I started that because I knew someday I was going to die. And so I wanted the things to happen. Mm-hmm. Just didn't expect to step away from it after five years. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of your legacy. Hmm. <laughs> it's weird. I, that's such a strange, I don't think about legacies, but if someone were to, I mean, I think of all the college students, you've changed their lives. I think of that as more the legacy, hmm. but still I could tell it was hard stepping away. And it's uh, bitter. I have a lot of bitter feelings. Like, I think there's a difference between stepping away and being like, I'm good. Uh I just want to go to the beach, (laughs) you know, versus I can't do my job. Yeah. And I'm kind of angry that I can't do that. So the anger is coming from a not useful place? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a... A big transition is if you work so hard and do the things, Mm -hmm. what happens when you can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not like you can, or I can 
like go to the movies because there's too much sound and yeah. stimulation. Can't really go off of my street because I'll get lost. So mm-hmm. you're limited in like the vacation mode. Yeah. Right. You're kind of just in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Life has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's memory stuff going on. There's some like spasms, like you kind of twitch your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, language processing is a challenge. Yes. Um, reading. Yeah. Writing things. Yeah. I've actually kind of enjoyed talking slower because I realize that I'm hypnotizing myself. You're really good at it. Like, you're one of the best slow talkers there is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My dad's from Texas. <laughs> Not that they talk that much slower. What's on your mind? I want to talk to you about sexuality. You know, I mean, this. some people would label this as... Um, a version of disability, but that, that you made a face. Oh, cause the car horn. Oh, the horn, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was cause you didn't Mm-mm. like the word. No, I, I think this is a disability. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, take your time. The, one of the things that st- actually started changing was our sex life. Really? Yes. And um, Kira... Kira Manser, who's a, a licensed social worker mm-hmm. and counselor at, at the, the center. And has taken over for me. She... She's amazing. She's great. Yeah. She actually, after a couple months, asked... That there seemed to be such a radical shift with the behaviors that I was interested in doing. Hmm. That she pointed that out. And then there was, when things started getting worse, she's like, do you think this is associated with it? Do you mean the changes in career interest? No, no. Or personal sex life? The changes in my brain. The changes in my Oh, like if that was a factor in mm, yes changes in behavior. Yeah, because some people who have damage um, where I have it, there's actually there's a lot of research that's no, no. There is a there is a belief that people who have the damage where I have it have intense sex drives. Yes. Over, oh. overactive, over, oh. overactive. And they are told to keep it in check. And, and it's men. It's almost ne- huh. never women. And, but there has been three or four studies now that have very slowly come out. Mm-hmm. Um, talking, about how that's not necessarily true, that it's hmm. it's kind of a myth that has been perpetrated because w- we know so little. Hmm. I don't know why I just went off on that. Was- that's interesting. I wonder if their sex drives are the same, but having 
disability also makes people desexualized. So still having a vibrant sex. I think it's the public comments that they make. Oh, public comments start coming out. I see. Which is actually interesting because now when people like go off in public, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe they have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, what have you noticed that's changed in your relationship with your sexuality in this? I feel like there's a little bit more inhibition. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's a way that my partner and I can reconnect in a way where we're not faced with all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't have spasms and we don't really talk. So it's nice to kind of go back mm-hmm. and it's also, there feels like even though we're having sexy times, it feels a little sad on some points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your spasms go away. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Have you ever tested? Cause you know how we say in sex ed that arousal can help with pain. Like, yeah. Like, have you tested, like, when your spasms get bad and your head's kind of twitching a little bit? Have you tried to just kind of masturbate? No. Just to see? No, I I have not (laughs) done that. (laughs) Curious. The spasms tend to get worse the more people there are around, so I really shouldn't do that. Masturbate. I yeah. see. Yes. So alone in your home. I have very little spasms. Huh. The scientist in my head is like, interesting. I know. This probably fascinates you as well. Yes. If I step back, uh-huh. it's like a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Dr. House a little. It's not lupus. Not lupus. <laughs> Definitely not. And yes, I've had every vitamin checked and blood level. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone listening, if you're wanting to figure this out for Megan, do not. She has every test, every doctor, like, and it will just take time. Part of it is just that noticing the shifts through the months are what's going to give them more clues. So right now we're in a waiting game. Yep. So don't be that jerk nerd who thinks they know. Don't be that person. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Because people keep repeating the same questions to yes. you. Yes. And you have limited bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's on it, you guys. <laughs> oh, God. Um, one thing you said the other day is that sex is also like an escape. Yes. What's, what's your, cause you seem like you're still yourself emotionally and personality, but that it's the relating to others. That's more of a challenge and recalling and recalling. Yeah. Got it. Um, I usually describe things in terms of how many bricks do I feel like I have to jump over to get to the information 
and the two days prior to you being here, four bricks is, we've never gotten to that point. Hmm. Three bricks is bad. We've been on a half a bricks while you've been here. Oh. The two days before was three brick days where I was like, can't recall, can't recall, Mm -hmm. can't do the things, turn Mm -hmm. the coffee pot on. Oh, you couldn't turn the coffee pot on. I can't figure. Mm. So. Oh, right. The, the Halloween decorations. Yeah. You were frustrated when I came. Yep. But then turned out they were actually kind of complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, I should get my memory. What if, what if I have brain damage? It's like, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah. Um, have you noticed, can I ask you personal stuff? Yeah. How have your orgasms been? Great. Yeah. Like come the same. Yeah. It doesn't hurt or like, like, cause big outbursts are a thing. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't have pain 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. If I do, it's just a pressure on my head. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and orgasms are fine. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Taxi time is great. Um, It's a good thing we don't talk, I guess, during during sex. (laughs) Yeah, no more (laughs) dirty talk on the no list now, probably. Yeah. Um, I want to ask about this sadness that, mm. that creeps in during sex. Cause we think of sex or taught that it's one thing. It's a porn thing or a reproductive thing. Sex can have so many emotions. And what is that sadness? Is it a look? Is it a feeling you're feeling during, or are you two sharing it? I I think it's a feeling I feel and he sees, but he is not, um, talking Mm -hmm. about most of this. He rolls with the punches. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. um, and getting him to talk about his emotions regarding this has not happened more than. Mm-hmm. Three or four times. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not going to happen during sex. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I he, can barely get it out. But but there are sad moments for you and you can I, see it. I think we we both feel it. Uh-huh. Like there's that look. Uh-huh. And then I'm really good at pushing through that. And getting back to the sexy. Getting back to the point. Focus. Right. Uh-huh. Get in the game, Megan. Yep. <laughs> Get in the game. Don't lose sight. <laughs> so as a sex and death nerd, mm. are you? what have you learned so far in this? It's really hard to talk about sex within the groups. Oh, the support groups? Yeah. Um because some people are hypersexual, mm-hmm. most people have not come in contact with a sex educator before. Mm-hmm. So it at first could be like, oh, she just hypersex. Oh, no, this is hmm. her career. Do we allow this? Or 
not because it's going to trigger other people, other people. And there's a lot of variety in the people that have this. So there's been some chastising that's taken place to you. Nope. To other members that have tried to talk about sexuality. Oh, and you're witnessing this. I'm seeing it. And I can see that the groups haven't ever talked about it before. So I don't want to go to work when I'm in the support group. I see. But I want yeah, yeah, yeah. to go to work yeah. there. So it's interesting. It's easy to click into sex ed mode. Yeah. Oh man. I yeah. have to pull back so often. And not all. Oh, it's not because we've picked up so much around relationship skills and communication. And so those skills all the time in conversations, I have to be like, I'm a friend. I'm an acquaintance right now. I'm not going to tell you shit yep. about yep. what might help. <laughs> I might ask if they'd like something, but yeah. Uh, so Huh. What, what does the chastising look like? Like this is a serious group. You should have boundaries. You should know that this isn't appropriate. We have better things to think about. (gasps) Oh no. Yeah. That's not helpful. It was funny though. Like (laughs) one person who posted something on the Facebook dementia group. Yeah. They, um, got chastised and the person just wrote fuck off to them (laughs) a bit more honest yeah Yeah, there's no trying to explain it or just fuck off (laughs) no tact (laughs) refreshing yeah wow anything else like uh observations about it's really not talked about. No. And it's really quick, I think, to label mm-hmm. someone as being hypersexual mm. when maybe they're, maybe it's just their filters mm-hmm. are, are gone mm-hmm. and they're speaking a little bit more honestly. Mm-hmm. That, may, that yeah. might not be hypersexuality. It might yeah. just be. I've always had these feelings. Yeah. And, you know, um, actually there's, um, shit, I forgot about this, uh, mm-hmm. sadness within the men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it within the women. I don't know if it's because it's not there, it's not talked about, but mm-hmm. not being touched anymore. Oh, because the disease has changed them so much mm-hmm. that their partners are no longer attracted to this new person mm-hmm. or they want to be touched more. That's something I have actually noticed mm-hmm. within myself is touch feels very different than mm-hmm. it used to. How so? Remember I used to hate my back touched? I vaguely remember that. Does I like it. Now people touch my arm. I'm like, oh, that feels nice. Keep doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Versus before I was like, don't touch me. I'll 
bite you. Um, <laughs> now I will bite you. <laughs> um, but um, I saw the group get, it was a male, it turned into a male group. Um, only the men were talking about the sadness that they have and not experiencing sexual touch anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to kind of counsel mm-hmm. and it wasn't, it's not, that's not my job, mm-hmm. but I was sad. It's sad. If you wanted to be and still want to be an end of life doula, does it feel like this experience is giving you insight into how you'd want to focus that energy mm-hmm. more? Yes. It's not necessarily like this all encompasses end of life doula ying. Yes. Right. And I, I think that this is what I used to talk about and what other professionals have spoken about is the, you turn into treating the symptoms Mm -hmm. and, um, treating the symptoms instead of the person. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I lost it. I don't know. Just the, so I don't know. Why don't we take a moment? Yeah. Yeah. I can just get up and go upstairs for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Why are you so good at everything you try and do? Because I figure out what I'm really shitty at and never do it. (laughs) Well, well, okay. (laughs) It's really funny. Ah, um... Yeah, we just took a little break, a little mental break. How are you doing? I'm um, okay. Yeah. My brain did a little spazzy spaz. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. good now. What are you surprised about? You have been obsessed with human teeth mm-hmm. and taxidermy mm-hmm. and lots of creepy stuff. Yeah. Crows and... um. You went to death salon. Oh, so good. All about death stuff. Mm-hmm. Bodies. Art of dying. Right. I, probably others. Mm-hmm. You are my weird, creepy friend. And here you are dabbling in possibly your own end of life. Like, that's a possibility. Yeah. I have hope. Uh, plenty of people have hope for you, including you. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the uncertainty, it seems. We, yeah. don't, we yeah. don't always know. Right. So, what are you surprised about? Anything? Any, like, oh, this is different than I thought it would go. A lot of people ask if I'm bored. Hmm. I'm. If I was looking at myself, I would be like, "Oh, you're f- you've got to be fucking bored." Mm-hmm. But I'm not, because mm-hmm. um, I can't process like the things I used to be able to. Mm-hmm. So that's almost an expectation that mm-hmm. people are putting on me, Mm -hmm. which gets a little frustrating Mm -hmm. 
not to be asked the same question, but it's almost like um, my reality isn't matching up with their reality. Mm-hmm. And I can get really frustrating where it feels like you're not being understood. Mm-hmm. Like they don't see how hard you're working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some guy was talking about how his church won't put in that he needs prayers during their we- I guess there's a weekly like say prayers for this person yeah, yeah. and after a month he asked why and they said because you're fine you look fine oh no and I think that's one of the things that I'm surprised about is how lonely this can be. Yeah. Um, Not bored, but lonely. Yeah. Because some people... Disappear. Disappear. A lot of people don't know what to say, and you don't know how you're going to act. Uh-huh. It's not a physical, like, this is going to tire me out. Mm Mm-hmm. It's when is the conversation going to make me want to throw up? Yeah. Or that silence of the person seeing um, the spasms and not knowing or dealing with the stuttering or the loss of words. And Mm -hmm. how long does somebody want to deal with that? Mm -hmm. So there's an isolation Mm -hmm. and yet you look fine. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like glamorously fine looking, you know, (laughs) but that's confusing. I think it's the loneliness. I don't, I think that people have wrapped their, hmm, no, I've heard stupid statements. Um, (laughs) most people know how to handle cancer. Yeah. I don't think most people know how to handle dementia. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially traumatic brain injuries in younger people. Like, how do you shift from the person that you knew to this altered person? Mm -hmm. Because language is so important in terms of how we interact with Mm -hmm. others. So you don't have that language so much yeah are you even still there yeah right what what makes us a person to other people and usually people say it's your thoughts your Mm -hmm. ideas like that's one of the things I'm really struggling with is I don't do things like I used to what's my purpose what's what a I was good at communicating my thoughts. Yes. A little too good sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) If you base your life around that, what happens when you can't grab the thought? Yeah. Are you still that person? Hmm. Gosh, can I share with you how I experience you Mm -hmm. and the changes? I mean, I've always adored your brain, you know? Yeah. 
And I still experience you as brilliant now. It just takes a little bit longer to get the thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you're trying to impress me. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I really value your sense of humor. And that's very much still, you know, like, and your facial expressions are still you. Like, I tend to communicate a lot non-verbally. Mm. You know, a lot of big, I, there's a lot of non-verbal stuff. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. Very overly animated, which looks really weird when I'm videotaped. <laughs> it was, no, I love it. You, you teach that well. I teach what well? The facial things. Oh, like, because we used to talk about how to pose for pictures. Yeah. Right. I also had a stage father growing up mm. who, yeah, anyway, hmm, weird childhood. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I experience you still as you, and I know things will continue to change, you know, mm. and maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, maybe there'll be a long plateau. I don't know, but... I haven't reduced, I don't feel any reduction in the value you bring to my life. You know? That's nice to hear. Oh, it's true. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, I feel valuable in what I can provide other people. And a lot of that's in my work. But then, like, you know, I stopped like podcasting for a while and like kind of just like a weird, sad basket case for a lot of this year. You know that? Have I made that clear? No. Oh yeah. I was considering going on disability. Like I was looking it up like this is a problem. Um, like it was, I think we talked about this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause we were too busy to talk most of the time. Yeah. And then, and then brain stuff. Right. And bam. <laughs> but, uh, it, I've had to wrestle with that as well. And so I just, yeah, I want you to know your value is the same to me even now. And I love you. I love you. Um, yeah, no, this has been a really good handful of days i hope i can come back i love it always always yeah and you know i think it's a two-way street Mm -hmm. i think it's easy to separate Mm -hmm. and remove yourself and then there are some people who are like oh hi i'm gonna knock on your door i'm just gonna keep doing that yeah and you did that like Mm -hmm. we didn't talk that much it was always good Mm -hmm. i always wanted more sandra time you know and Mm -hmm. But you really stepped up your communication after. Oh. I'm I'm glad it was welcome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that loneliness thing. I mean, I'm not familiar with your local culture of waspiness. I don't know how much it's a thing, but yeah, people bring pies and food when someone dies or when someone's sick. But there's something about the invisibility of what you're going through that might be confusing for people i think also brain stuff is really fucking scary to people yeah like that's a part 
most people don't have much experience with other than aging parents, grandparents. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they kind of get tucked away. Yeah. And like, I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not drooling on myself and not anywhere near those stages. Yeah. If it even go goes there, you know, mm-hmm. but there are levels before that mm-hmm. that can make it difficult to be around me. Hmm. Like you handle my speaking slowly really well. Yeah. But my family members get really angry about it. Like frustrated? No, why I am talking slow. You just aren't. Why do I have to talk slower? Oh. Oh. Huh. Interesting. They're used to a different version and can't adjust. Yeah. Huh. We went to a... Can I talk about the appointment yesterday? Yeah. We went to a nutritionist yesterday. That's... I mean, that was fun, and we both learned a lot about... Food. Food and nutrition. But... The nutritionist hadn't been prepped, so I told her that you would be talking slow and yada yada. And she like asked some question like, oh, so is this like a big change or what's like she didn't understand who you had been prior to this. So do you remember what I said? No. I was like, no, you don't understand. She used to run a center. She an educator she is an incredible communicator fast talker and so this is a major shift this year and the nutritionist said like oh like she just figured this was my baseline like your baseline was maybe a little faster and then you were just having some like a mild neurological shift she didn't till i said that she didn't it didn't click. click. And then she was kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for people who've known you before, I can see that being totes an yeah. issue. I don't know why I'm not annoyed. Yeah, you're one of the few. Huh. That's, And those are the people I'm kind of just surrounding myself yeah. with now. Because I'm like, oh, God, you're not going to judge me and you're rolling with this and that's nice yeah I feel like it's a mindfulness thing like the being present and being focused not thinking about 20 other things just being here kind of talking slower kind of forcing me to be just present and that's quite meditative glad we can have this yeah. Sorry, well, others aren't. <laughs> it's okay. Mm. What would you like? Like, what could people do if they're freaking out in person because they can't handle the slow talking? What can they do? Like, you can read email, right? Just not books. I can't read long emails. Okay. Somebody sent a long email to me this week. Mm. No. And I just, I, I actually wrote back. I'm like, you probably don't know this. I can read the desperation. I know you're freaking hard, so I'm going to respond. But 
I can't understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pass you on because my brain is fucked right now. <laughs> Short sentences. Yeah. Concise to the point. Yeah. Kind of like how you talk to me. Bullet points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really funny. So how can people reach out to you in a way or to people who are feeling lonely that might land so you can feel less alone? Yeah. You know, I think just letting little emails, mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you want to talk or email or text or FaceTime. Okay. Yeah. That is what I would like and what I've seen lots of people who are in the groups with me say they're sad that they don't. And if something's going on, oh, God, I get so angry about this not being invited to things anymore. Oh. I can't go. Like, I know I can't go. Uh Uh-huh. But it's better to be like, oh, I can't go versus feeling like you are not welcome. Ah, interesting invitations. Just just saying, thinking about you. Yeah. To know that you're not forgotten. Yeah. You're connected. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a pa- even a paragraph, just two sentences yeah. makes a world of difference. Yeah. Bring it around to the sexy. Yes. Would. I'm like, so can can people like sexy email you? Like, you hot. Like, so I'm trying to think of how can I get this on brand right now? Right, right. (laughs) Like, okay, we've talked about death, dying, and uh, have you felt like I know you're experiencing sex, like sensually? Are you feeling desexualized? I mean, I know you have a partner. When I wear my headphones out in public, yes. Oh, your noise cancellation. My noise cancellations. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow, no one looks at me anymore. Oh, yeah? No one. Yeah. Not turning the heads. No. That's a, that's a shift. Um, I actually, you know, what's funny, I started seeing this um, about a year ago. The conversations about sexuality and consent and dementia. Mm -hmm. It would be really interesting if the public started looking at that more, Hmm. talking about that more, which really goes in line with consent, you know, like. What do you think the line is? I don't know anymore. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Is it, I mean, because. You're still sexually active. Yep. You have a hard time remembering stuff. Yep. You have lots of feelings. A lot of feelings. Yeah. It's very, very strong feelings. Very strong feelings. Is the consent issue around feeling safe to speak up for yourself? No, being sexual. Like, being sexual. But being sexual... Like, like, do do you really want it, or is this your disease speaking? Like, I, I don't think that that's really been teased out. I don't think anybody's really, really talking about it. It's not. We're just starting to talk about sexuality after a cancer diagnosis. Huh, yeah, yeah. 
with dementia, if you want sex, does it matter if it's disease or if you actually want it? If you're like, I am in the mood. There are some states that say that it's rape, that it's sexual assault. So if you choose a partner and they have sex with you and you have dementia, they might be prosecuted. Yes. By like somebody who's in charge of your state. Because they're their right mind, you know? Yeah. Wow, that really takes away a lot of agency. Yeah. So it's not so much that we need to protect people with dementia from sexual assault. It's, I mean, although that's totally a thing. We need to start talking about agency, sexual agency during illness. When, what do we, yeah. That's okay. Am I? Yeah, you're getting it. Yeah, you're, you're getting it. You're just saying it better than I would right now. Oh, (laughs) hey, at least I have that. Wow, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But if you think, like, for me, I have brought up, I think, to you, like, last night, like, oh, what does my social media look like? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's me as a sexuality professional. I'm okay with the sex stuff, but talking about the dementia or the cognitive issues, mm-hmm. that's hard for me. If somebody has cognitive issues mm-hmm. and there are one do they really are they really comfortable putting that on their social media mm-hmm. most people aren't based on what I'm seeing some people are but are they going to talk about their sexual changes who do they go to for that mm-hmm. so I kind of think like it would be nice if the communities around us mm-hmm. can talk about start those conversations Mm -hmm. so it's not just it's not just the demented (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness it's funny that you could reach a healthy normal in dementia yeah and see the brokenness of the culture around you that cannot that refuses to support many listeners are inspired to go into sex ed in some way. And this is an exciting idea. I think sexuality at end of life and sexuality in the military are two things that are very much underserved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are some research that PTSD after trauma, military, can cause severe damage to the brain leading to dementia hmm. just from the stress. So mm-hmm. that's a, it's a different area of reaching out and, mm-hmm. and helping. Yeah. Huh. So it's all connected. It's so is. And it's all about supporting each other and being vulnerable, you yeah. know, sending those little messages, mm-hmm. staying connected. Mm hmm compassion and accurate information always always in all things (laughs) oh my goodness anything um else you'd like to toss in there sex pleasure i've been finding that a lot of the um accessories for sex toys work work well with people with dementia like the weighted blankets the liberator that um Weighted blankets? The waterproof. The, the waterproof blanket is mm-hmm. is weighted, 
Mm-hmm. And that calms down outbursts. Oh, like a... Um, a like an autistic blanket. Yeah, like, like the thunder jacket for 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 dogs animals, and animals, dogs, yeah. yeah. It works well for people with cognitive issues also. Oh, and kind of simulates touch. Yeah. Mm. There could be a whole line of, like, Calming. sex toys. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a, a weighted blanket. Tell me more about sex toys. Oh, I don't know. That's just the first step. Oh, this okay. is just the first step. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a like a a rabbit vibrator that has you know the one that like talks dirty to you. Yeah. I just imagine one that reminds you to take your medicine. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not hot. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think there's got to be something with the restraints and the spasms. Restraints and spasms. Yeah. That's it. Talking about consent, it's consensual restraining during spasms. Mm. Or is that something to force you not to spasm kind of sexy and like send it back into your body? I mean, I feel weird when I'm having a spasm. Like it definitely doesn't feel sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people's fear of sexy time is what, what are other people going to think? Mm-hmm. What, right. Cause of our own yeah. insecurities. And so if mm-hmm. we don't see it, I see. So maybe if someone's like, Hey, I'm having spasms. If you restrain me, I don't feel them as much or mm-hmm. don't feel like they're as visible. Mm-hmm. So that's sexies me up. Or it changes the context. Yeah. Cause of, yeah, just a little light Velcro bondage, yeah. no big yeah. deal. Sports sheets, those, I don't know, ramp, Liberator is a great yeah. rampy pillow with uh, restraints on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, oh, they're just thinking. Oh, a posture collar. Do you know what a posture, you know what a posture collar is. I just was like, oh, I wonder how your spasms would do. It'd probably hurt. I think it would. Yeah, because it would restrain you from... Moving my neck, and then that would be jabbing that side. But, like, have you tried to massage your... Because it's your neck spasming, right? Is it that muscle, or is it, like, your shoulder muscle? No, it feels like it's my shoulder. shoulder. Has anyone, like, pressed on that muscle during spasms? No. No? I'm just... Now I want to... I... I'm all about, I, I don't know why I'm not a physical therapist. I just want to <laughs> push on things, figure it out. Anyway, oh, Megan and you. So good. Always fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is okay. Yeah. I like how you, um, push me in good ways. Hmm. I think I said that after the last show. Oh, the Boston one. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big one for both of us. We were both stressed out. We were. You sold your first bags there. I sold my first bags. Sex nerd Sandra bags. Uh Yeah, Boston's a a wonderful place to podcast live. I really like that that space. Maybe this spring. Maybe this spring. It's true. I want to come back. I need to do some... um, I've done a lot of personal work. I need to do more with... Because of... I'm having a lot of panic and anxiety coming up. Mm-hmm. more and my depression has calmed down but now I'm seeing that like like oh that's a thing and 
I love getting on stage. I mean, we both, you know, just public speaking is such a pleasure Yeah, in, in the different ways. But uh, because I'm not always that reliable in my own emotional states, mm-hmm. I need to figure out like online business stuff more. Okay. Because I want to put my work out there. I can't always hop on a plane and produce an event. Yeah. I'm talking faster now. Yep. I have no idea what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I got into my own mind. I was less present. You see that? (laughs) I need to figure out how to work from home and produce content that is true to me online instead of live. Mm. Yeah. More online. More online. Or physical, like, stuff. Um, I think a TV show would be good. A TV show would be, yeah, that's absolutely. All the things are possible, you know? And, And damn it, like, one of the things I'm kicking myself about with you and me and Allison Moon, Mm. we did that one video. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's on YouTube. I want you to get better so we can do more videos. (laughs) That would be good. We look so, we're like Charlie's friggin' angels. It's so cute. It was perfect. Yeah. I loved you guys slapping your crotches at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that was a good time. It's bittersweet, but at least I get more time with you. Mm-hmm. At least Yay, that. brain damage. Yay, brain damage. <laughs> Hashtag brain damage. Brain damage. <laughs> um, cool. How, how can people reach out to you if they feel the, the urge to? Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. You can email me. There's an auto response saying I'm not working. Mm-hmm. But now I can still see the email oh, secrets. <laughs> what's um what's the email? Um is it Megan at Megan at the CSPH.org. Don't forget the Megan at the CSPH.org. CSPH.org also being the Center for Sexual sexuality no sexual Sexual. center for sexual pleasure and health Mm -hmm. which uh would greatly welcome your donations we saw sex toys now online oh nice i know we have a great video up this week um but they produce a lot of support for colleges and medical medical schools and just and the local um people in providence rhode island Mm -hmm. so um yeah oh my goodness you're such a powerhouse i love it Megan and you. Sandra. Goddamn fun. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. <laughs>